past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to The Career Confidant. We're lucky to have you here today, and you're lucky to be here today because we have a guest that's going to be talking to us about how to advance your career, especially if you are a woman and or perhaps a gender neutral, because I think some of these same ideas apply to people who just don't identify as men. So we are going to be talking about how to take control of your career. That's what we always talk about on this show. But we have a guest, Latasha Williams, who is a fast rising star in her field, and then also has taken that knowledge, what she learned making her moves in her career, and now helps people advance their careers, and specifically, she works with women who oftentimes struggle to promote themselves, to advance their careers. And so I'm so excited to have you here, Latasha. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So we are going to talk today about the she session. And this is a term that people started talking about in maybe late 2020. So tell us, what is Mm -hmm. this she session? Oh, man. Okay, so such a great way to start, especially very fitting for right now what this month is. But, you know, we started, like you said, started to hear the term she session, say that three times, right, Uh, to describe the coronavirus-induced recession because it was very interesting and a kind of a rare turn of events. Uh, women's unemployment was higher than men's unemployment, which uh, traditionally it's usually the other way around during recessions, during modern recessions in, in this case. So it was really also where you saw the overlap for women that were impacted because of the overlap of workplace, home, school, layer on a pandemic, all of those things all at once. And it's interesting, you know, I did a presentation on this with you, but um, you know, pre-COVID, I was looking at some stats from Forbes pre-COVID, about 70% of new jobs went to women, but after, during COVID, if you will, or into this new normal, because of this she session, American women received only 11.9% of those jobs. So um, I love the term, and it's almost turning into a lot of she's, right? So she session recovery and what I've been calling it is like she revelation, just women thinking differently about what they want out of work. Yeah, and this happened because of COVID in some ways, but it's definitely continued and, and we don't necessarily see, I mean, there's different things happening now, right? But people aren't Absolutely. going back to work in the same way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and, you know, it's even interesting, right, because, you know, I love a good generational stat, but it's almost like, um, you know, for women, if you identify as a woman, um, the new normal is almost like millennial-ish, meaning the focus on uh, life work versus work-life balance. And, and really, this just come, kind of came up to a head because of all of this, which is interesting. Yeah, and you also had some statistics around that um, – women at different levels are having a uh, different 
experience trying to go back to work, right? That managers are, are getting back to work easier than other female job seekers? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely, like I said, it is she session, right? The realization of what's important, life work, what does that mean? Redefining even what does promotion mean? Does it mean a bigger impact? And as you get to different levels in your career, whether it's early, mid, um, or later in your career, when you're trying to make maybe the shift to do more mentorship sort of things, you see the impact in women as they go through those phases and those dimensions of their career, you see uh, just the shift in that thinking. Yeah, and I know that um, companies are, well, before we go to companies, let's talk more about the individuals that are trying to make changes right now. What are you seeing as some of the other challenges for women as they're looking to go back to work perhaps or find some kind of, of work while they're figuring out this work-life balance? Yeah, great question. That balance is interesting, right? I mean, you hear the, and I just talked about it myself, you know, some of the, the stats and things that are both opportunities and maybe not shedding a good light, shedding a better light on it. So almost negative and positive. And I've even you know, thought about and talked about breaking that down even a, a step further for women. Um, the impact to uh, work is either women seeming like it's taking a step back or they're taking a step to the side, if you will, like a lateral role, but just a change uh, and a step forward. In a lot of cases, sometimes this doesn't highlight the fact that, you know, women are getting to explore different careers than, that then maybe they've been wanting to and didn't get a chance to. So, some of the challenges in that is just that rediscovery, if you will, of sorts. So what is my next step? Um, you know, with the responsibilities of family and things like that on women as well, sometimes that's a challenge. Um, the other challenge thing that's come up or really uh, being brought more to the forefront, if you will, is the equal pay conversation. So as women are looking for those next steps, they tend to be a little bit more loyal in company. So, and that's why I say that kind of step to the side or step back to move forward really comes into play. And then you start seeing some of the challenges in women as you think about women of color who face the impact of dimensions of diversity, which women do, just being a woman, being a woman in the workplace, being a young woman, et cetera. Um, you see some challenges there. And then another one that comes to mind is a challenge that was already in place, but more prevalent and more awareness to it now, you know, from entry level to C-suite, women remain underrepresented in corporate America. So that goes to a challenge, especially if you're a woman that's changing your career, going into another direction, that all is also um, coming into play. Yeah, that changing careers can be harder, and then you're going to take a step sideways as you said which often for women is actually yeah. a step down because you're making that change and now you've mm -hmm. got to work your way back up again Absolutely. it's very challenging yeah but it's also creating some opportunities and you spoke to this a little bit but uh, there are things that are shifting in the market that are good for for women Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and we may get to it, you know, just how companies are starting to focus on women in a different way or reassess their processes and things like that. But like I was saying earlier, you know, the, the she revelation or the she discovery in themselves 
uh, and picking those jobs more based on culture and um, versus maybe other things that, that they may have originally went for in their careers. Yeah, and so what are companies doing to um, to make a transition here to, to make it easier for women? And you had some data too on why this is important and companies need to pay attention to recruiting women. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's several business cases around when you have women at various levels of um, leadership and the impact to the business. Uh, but some of the things, to answer your first question, that, that companies, or at least that I'm seeing in the industry, that companies are doing to adjust their hiring and leadership processes is they've been focusing a lot on benefits in a new way. Uh, the benefits that may have traditionally been highlighted um, are, are being more into scope, meaning seeing companies have benefits around daycare and, and those sort of things and, and things that may impact women differently, edu continuing education, more dollars around that being budgeted. Um, also seeing returnships uh, come into play for women. And there were some companies that did this um, for returning at all levels, different reasons why you may return, but a lot of different companies actually instilling that as a practice 10-week, uh, 12-week, six-month programs for to get women back into the workplace and make sure that their return is smooth, that they're equipped with the tools they need to succeed, um, and that they almost wrap their arms around women in, in a different way than ever before. So that has been very exciting to see from, from very high uh, name brand companies and, and companies across the board. Uh, also, think about from a hiring perspective, and I know LinkedIn is doing some things around this, normalizing the career gap, but looking past gaps in the resume because of this, thinking about it in a different way. Companies are starting to even train their recruiters on how to look at the whole resume, the whole person versus um, pieces of it, or maybe judging gaps in a different way than ever before. Um, I'm also seeing two more things. I mean, reassessing biases in the interview process. I mean, I think you've seen this as, as well, but stats before about um, <clears throat> just in the resume writing that women tend to not maybe highlight themselves as much uh, compared to their counterparts. So um, recruiters being trained on reassessing biases along the way, even in the questions, the types of questions that are being asked. And definitely the rise of mentorship that kind of goes with the returnship, but the, I guess I'll say the reintroduction of mentorship, but with women in mind. So with that, you see more companies in the, the introductions of um, employee resource groups and, and those sort of things that are geared not only just to women in general, but women returning back into workplace, um, parents, single moms, those sort of things. You're starting to see some really cool employee resource groups sort of pop up in different companies. Yeah, and that's been a big talk, and you talked about it a little bit earlier, the intersectionality of women, but also women of color, women with disabilities, um, yeah. that, that there's an opportunity for companies to put some effort into those individuals Absolutely. because they face extra layers of hardship. And so you're seeing some companies do that with some of these resource groups as well? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it's been very exciting to see women at all different levels um, in employee resource groups, 
spin ones and you just said with disabilities, my abilities, you know, just a lot of those different ones that where women can go into these groups, forge community, learn and grow from each other and really help push each other forward in the workplace and honestly hold companies accountable for uh, the solutions that they're putting forth, which, again, is a, um, a, a cherry on top good impact of this. Right, and those groups also create some opportunity in the recruiting space. I know that you've talked a little bit about um, specific things recruiters are doing to recruit women. What are some of the opportunities that creates for women? So if, if I'm a woman and I'm job searching right now, are there different types of recruiters that I could be looking for? Or, you know, what's, what's my in now that recruiters are thinking differently about this? Yeah, great question. So I haven't seen it down to like the different types of recruiters, but I have seen and even been a part of some of this training where um, recruiters being retrained on things, like I said, uh, looking past the gaps, looking deeper at the whole work body of work experience as well. And I think this is a good opportunity for women to take a look at their resumes and, and highlight themselves in, in spaces in which they might not have before, and then also in the interview process. Like I said, seeing a, a lot of work and some reassessment of making sure even interview questions are not breeding microaggressions or any of those things or any of those biases that would hinder women from moving forward as, as traditionally. Excellent. Well, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about how this She Session is impacting women and creating challenges and opportunities and some specific tips that you can use in your job search. And Latasha is also one of the speakers at our upcoming Career Thought Leaders Symposium. So if you are in the career services industry and wanting to grow your career, feel free to join us at the CTL Professional Development Symposium in Philadelphia, April 10th through the 13th. And you can learn more about that at careerthoughtleaders.com backslash symposium 2022. And we will be right back on The Career Confidant in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Ritas is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Latasha Williams about women's careers. Of course, we're recording the show during Women's History Month, but these points have been gathering over the last two years and really aren't going anywhere with a shift in the, the economy, a shift in the workplace, especially here in the U.S., but even globally, and the role that women are playing in the workplace. So we've talked about some of the data and some of the opportunities that are being created. And we're going to talk now a little bit about the actions that you can take. And uh, Latasha, you were just starting to share some of the information about separating the person from the path. And I'd love to hear more about what you mean by that. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, definitely been a fun topic of mine recently to talk a lot about, especially when you think of women, um, the, the when we don't, Usually women, we're not highlighting ourselves enough in our career, and we're doing a lot of stuff, sometimes in the background, because it's so automatic for us to do. But even talking, especially as we think about women taking a step forward to the side and and, in a new direction of the reassessment of the person versus the task. So usually, research around this, if you ask a woman about what their work is, they highlight a lot of the task and those sort of things versus uncovering maybe more of the value that they provide to the organization and why it has occurred because of them in the role and just the ability to utilize these innate skills that we have as women, that collaboration and relationship building and those sort of things. So reassessment of what you bring, the value that you bring as a woman in the workplace, because they need you. There's, again, business case, but just the right thing to do versus the tasks that you do on a day-to-day basis. So it's spending time, you know, maybe I'm spending more time uncovering your value. What am I, what am I doing in my role that provides value, that is helping move the company or this department forward? And I oftentimes like to have people do a SWOT analysis on themselves just so they can start to break that down. But again, especially as we're talking about women and usually on the journey of gaining more clarity and confidence and learning how to advocate for yourself, uncovering that value is usually the first step to that. And that's the separation of the person versus the task. Mm. Yeah. And kind of the, um, yeah. And just being clear about your, your value, which oftentimes Mm -hmm. we think of as salesy, but it doesn't really have to be salesy, especially if you've, if you're able to tell those stories. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. What are some of the other actions that women can take to take advantage of some of these opportunities? What are, what are some of the actions they can take? Well, we, our time, <laughs> we'll focus on a few. But um, so, you know what, Marie, there's some interesting things I'm starting to see, especially for women 
to be able to have more opportunities to expand their reach, uncover their of more of their value and provide more value. And that's on um, being a part of boards. A lot of board opportunities as companies and organizations are looking to diversify uh, the leaders on their boards. So I think now is definitely a good time. The woman wanting to continue to grow their career, expand their reach, board opportunities is a really uh, good one. And then also starting to see the rise when I think about women in job searching on part-time director roles. Started to creep up there in um, in tech and, and starting to be in a lot of other different sectors as well. But seeing part-time director roles, part-time VP roles, basically roles split into two uh, so that maybe two women or women can have those roles and still have that life work balance. So um, I'm, I'm looking definitely forward to keep my eye on that and following that trend as well. But that was kind of sparked up um, for, you know, for women, specifically with women in mind and still being able to to um, have higher level roles and, and diversify as you continue to move up in the organization. And there's one more thing that I think about is uh, diversifying as a woman, diversifying your uh, your supporters and your ambassadors. When we talk about forming allies, uh, we talked about, you know, employee resource groups and those sort of things, fostering and building communities. But then how do you take that and build what I call your own board of directors? And I know you, Mary, you talk about that as well, too. But uh, making sure you have women, maybe at different levels, men who can serve as allies and, and help you think about your career in a different way, uh, you know, those sort of things definitely come to mind that women can do right now. And if I can sneak one more in is, you know, talk to your leaders about your future. Go for that promotion is the last uh, thing that I would, would highlight. You know, and again, I know you've shared this a lot too, but especially when you think about applying for jobs, it's the same for promotions. Usually women want to see, you know, 70, 80, 90% match in what they do before they think about applying or before they go for that promotion. But I am here in honor of Women's History Month to tell you to go ahead and go for that promotion. Talk to your leaders about your future and maybe put into action some of the things that we've talked about, about uncovering your value. Yeah, and you, the idea that there's a there's more opportunity, there's more on, you know, more opportunity on boards, and sometimes it's just the language. And I would caution women on some of their language, you know, part-time director, if that's their language, of course we want to use it. But, you know, I see men calling themselves a fractional CFO, fractional CMO. And I think if we use the right language, we can be taken a little more seriously too. Yeah, absolutely, really agree. And then I also was thinking as you were talking that um, I've t heard a lot more women, especially in the moms groups, because I'm a mom, in the moms Facebook groups, you know, uh -huh. talking about I want to work from home. And when we do that, we just need to be careful that we're not undervaluing ourselves because we think we're getting, yes. you know, kind of getting to work from home. You're still offering a valuable service. You're still putting in the same value. And in fact, I don't think today we really need to be talking about work from home as a specific job it's is a remote job the language there can be important for you as an individual and for the company to just not devalue that because mm -hmm. you're 
you know, you're getting this extra benefit of getting to work from home. That really isn't a thing anymore. Um, if the job's remote, the job's uh-huh. remote, and you don't want to undervalue yourself because of that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the work location. <laughs> Just like you talked about, doesn't diminish your, your value. And in fact, you know, being more productive and, and providing more value now that we're at home and have had to balance all of those things. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, and I just have been thinking lately, you know, they're not hiring you to work from home. They're hiring you to do the job, and you just happen to be mm-hmm. working from home. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. what, um, we got time for probably one more tip. If you want to give a closing tip to women, maybe circling back to something that you've said before, just in terms of getting started and making sure that they're making the most of the opportunities right now. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, kind of going back to, um, you know, normalizing the next step in the next direction in your career, you know, it's okay that this is sparking you to go in another direction. We've been talking a lot about the value in making those intentional career moves based on culture ad um, and the value that you can provide. So that would be one that I would definitely want to circle back on as you're thinking through your next step, removing the only, um, in parentheses, only words, like we've been saying, I'm only working from home or only part-time director, only those sort of things. Let's start replacing that um, with some of those future thinking um, value added statements as you go on your next journey. I love it. Yes, we are we are in charge of that career journey and there's nothing to apologize for. So Latasha, where can people connect with you? How can they follow you if they're looking for more of your excellent inspiration? Absolutely. Well, you just said I'm joining you. <laughs> so they need to go there definitely, but um, so, obviously, on LinkedIn, uh, Latasha-Williams, um, on LinkedIn there, or www.modernmillennial.org. You can find me there, but my most immediate is joining the awesome Marie uh, here shortly. So, look forward to seeing everyone there. Yeah, and again, Latasha is one of our speakers for the Career Thought Leaders Symposium coming up here just next month in Philadelphia. And we always enjoy getting together and learning and and rising each other up because that's how we rise our clients up for their career challenges. And, you know, as you said, Latasha, there's just so much going on right now and creating a lot of opportunity for people, all people. Uh, But specifically, there's some Mm -hmm. things going on for women, for underrepresented individuals. And I'm so excited that you're providing people with the information and inspiration that they need to be able to take those steps. And uh, so anything that that people can do to connect with you, I hope they'll do that and learn more. And I know you've got a pretty active Instagram account as well. So I followed you there as well. (laughs) I do. I do. Thank you so much. Well, if you have any questions for Latasha, feel free to, you can also reach out to me, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. I'm happy to pass those along to her. For now, we'll say goodbye to Latasha. Latasha, thank you again. And uh, we will be right back here on the Career Confidant to unpack some of this. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. 
You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello, and welcome back to The Career Confidant. We're glad to have you here today. We were talking with Latasha Williams about women's career issues and what you can do to take advantage of some of the opportunities being created in the great reshuffle, resignation, whatever R word you want to use out there today. And this is an opportunity for a lot of people. I mean, this movement that's happening in the workplace right now is causing a lot of opportunities and a few things. One, we'll talk about some of the opportunities and we'll talk about some of the warnings that just because there's opportunity, this doesn't mean all the uh, systems are out the, the window. But one of the things that we're seeing with these opportunities is really that we got to know what we want and who we are. Because if we are looking, there's just a lot it's kind of like when you're at the grocery store and there's a million different brands of chips. And if you don't know what you like, you stand there all day. Our careers, because there's more opportunities right now, it makes the path more open, which provides some positives. And it also means that we can get overwhelmed or just feel like I'm going to stay where I am right now because there's too much going on. And that might be okay. And if you're really thinking about making a move, as Latasha said, just separating out who am I and what is that value that I like to add to an organization? Who do I like to work with? Who do I like to serve? What types of work do I want to do? 
then I can look at how do I communicate that I can do that be by going into my background and really looking at when I've done that and how can I tell those stories in the right language. But first, we really have to know what is it that I'm, I'm looking to do. And the more focused we are there, the easier it will be for those around us to help us. And Latasha was talking about mentors and finding people. And sometimes a mentor, well, maybe even many times, and a mentor is not necessarily in your organization. They could be in your organization, but they're not your boss. They're someone that has walked the path you want to walk. Can be great to have a mentor that you find at a you know professional development organization because then you've got someone that's maybe more known across the industry provides that bigger visibility for you to what's going on also bigger visibility for you in terms of what you want and what you can do and visibility to other people in the the industry that might be able to hire you when i think about we call it personal branding, which I know people don't always use this term the same way, but personal branding in my world is really knowing who you are, what about you you want other people to know, what do you want to be known for? Because you can't be known for everything, and if you don't know what you want to be known for, nobody's ever going to know you for that. You're going to have a really hard time getting where you want to go if you don't know where you want to go. Seems pretty obvious, but I see it every day, all day long, people trying to make moves, but they're really not clear on where they want to go or very specific things that they want to be known for. And then, of course, who needs to know you? Because it used to be, you know, it's who you know. Today, it's who knows you. And you need those decision makers in the areas that you want to move into. You need them to know you. And that's the benefit of finding a mentor that can open some of those doors for you. Now, we also talk sometimes about a sponsor. And a sponsor is someone that's going to advocate for you. And a sponsor isn't necessarily someone that you find, um, although you can put yourself, yourself in a position for a sponsor to find you. The organizations are getting better at setting up these systems to where sponsors can advocate for people. And it's just those relationships that you build that you strategically focus on and build so that that person that has the power in your organization or in your desired organizations can be an advocate for you. And those sponsor relationships mean having a broader diversity of network, not necessarily big numbers, but diversity in terms of who you know, where they're located, what levels they're at, etc. And diversity in terms of are you getting to the people in power? And this has long been one of the gripes about employee resource groups, which Latasha was talking about, where they would not give enough opportunity for the people in the resource group to connect with the people in power who oftentimes are not in those resource groups. They're the majority, and so they don't, quote unquote, need the resource group. And so they aren't there and they don't make those connections that the people in the resource group really need to move up. Because it's not just about 
the skills or the qualifications or experiences, a lot of times it is who knows you and will they go to bat for you? And I have seen this countless times with every client, regardless of age, gender, ability, you know, race, that if you get into a place where your superiors will not advocate for you, if they are territorial or they are worried about their own view, their own perception, or they simply don't know the politics themselves, which happens, right? Sometimes you get a great boss who really wants to promote you, but they aren't good at playing the politics themselves. So they're never going to be able to help you move up in the, in the politics of an organization. And this is, I think, one of the reasons that people are leaving corporate and doing some other things. Uh, the perhaps false belief there is that you don't have to play politics because you're running your own business and running your own business is still just a constant game of, of trying to connect with your potential customers, build relationships. It perhaps is a little bit less political, but the processes are, are fairly similar that we need to do to build those relationships, maintain those relationships, and help people understand why they should do business with us, uh, which all comes down to, do I like you? Do I trust you? When we are in our careers, we can lose touch with that. And I'm seeing less of this today, but it can still be a trip up where people think if I do my job well, I'll get a promotion. Or if I do my job well, I will learn the skills that I need to learn to do something else. And that might be true. However, it's only half the equation, maybe less than half the equation, because we also need that, we call it social capital, relational capital, people in your life that will help you make those moves. The skills and experience alone isn't going to do it. Now, one of the things that we've been working on here recently um, in Career Thought Leaders, and the end of year that last year we launched our social media for job search class, really went in depth in terms of how you find people and use social media to build these relationships. It started kind of going into that in our um, in our work at the for the digital branding class. Well, now I'm excited because we're taking it full circle, bringing all of this into our digital branding class. And you know, I've been um, I've been I've done this too. I've I've made this mistake thinking that building your visibility is about creating content. And it's not. Building your visibility, yes, it requires you to create some content, but it really goes much deeper than that. It really goes to the relationships that you build with the people that you want to interact with, whether that's on social media or through a professional association or through a blog. There's endless opportunities, even here through the podcast, the radio, right? What we're doing here, if we just create the content, it doesn't do anything for us. It's the follow-up, it's the relationships, it's the, you know, those of you that reach out to me and say you're listening to the show, my my ability and, and my ability to interact with you. Um, and it's why plat platforms like Social Audio have taken off because then there is more of that two-way communication 
which is something that people really want. Um, so how are we using these tools really to do the same things that we were doing and still do in person, which is building that relationship, being top of mind to someone isn't about pushing content in their face. Being top of mind to someone is about engaging with them, interacting with them, asking great questions, listening to those responses, remembering, reflecting back, all of the, the strong communication skills that we know we need. We're doing that on social media or any other platform that we choose the same that we would in person. Otherwise, uh, it's kind of like someone, and you've probably been in the room where there's this awesome speaker and they get done with their speech and boom, they're, they're out the door right away. Even had a speaker once that someone wanted to talk to them afterwards and they were like, well, I'm busy. So if you want to talk to me, you have to walk with me to my car. That's, it doesn't, nobody's going to remember you or they're not going to have a good memory of you if you're not engaging. Of course, you can engage during your talk. You don't have to, but you've got to engage through that content, through your comments, through your, in, your interactions with other people. And um, COVID put us all behind our computers. And we may have to stay behind our computers for a while, but it doesn't mean that we don't still have that engagement, that we can't still be a person and recognize the personhood of others. Um, perhaps even more now than ever before, that's important because people want to be seen, they want to be heard, they want to feel like we're there. And how do we manage all of that when, I don't know about you, but my email is out of control and really responding to people is a challenge. There's so many different ways to connect. And yet, if we don't do that, if we don't take the time and find a system that works for us, we don't build those relationships and it feels very one-sided to the people that we're trying to connect with. And if you've got a client or if you're in job search right now and you're thinking about how can I make these moves, how can I get where I want to go, I'd say maybe flip the script and really think about what do the people that you're looking to help need? What do those employers need? What does a hiring manager looking for? What's going on in their world right now? And how can you be the solution to that? How can you communicate in a way that respects what's going on for them right now? Because that will make it easier for you to get traction and also to, um, to feel better about the connections that you're making, the connections you're trying to make. And that feeling will be mutual because people will feel better too about the way that you're connected to them. Flipping that is always what helps me if I'm stuck with how to reach out to someone or what to post on social media or pretty much anything in the communication space, email, etc. What's going on for that person on the other end and how can I communicate in a way that shows that I'm trying to be helpful to that, trying to share something that will offer a solution, offer some value, that makes it easier for the writer as well as the reader. Or, you know, if you're doing a video or you're doing a podcast, anything that you do, that mentality will help you. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, 
we'll just recap some of these tips and give you actions that you can take today to advance your career. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Latasha Williams about how you can take control of your career, specifically for women, but Great tips for every job seeker or person that's looking to make a promotion. Let's just recap here a little bit. One of the things that I was just talking about was when we are trying to communicate with someone, really thinking about what's going on for them, what are they looking for, what's important to them, and because that'll make our communications easier. One of the mistakes I'm seeing job seekers make right now is thinking that because there's a lot of openings or because it's hard to fill a role, That means I can just hook my resume into the pot without taking the time to show that I'm qualified. It's not going to work. Nobody's going to hire someone that can't show they're qualified just because they may be having a hard time getting applicants. And uh, it's really our job as a job seeker, as an applicant, to make that, I call it translation, show that we've got the skills that someone's looking for. And realize that you're doing yourself a disservice in a lot of ways if you apply to jobs without doing that. So I was talking to a business owner last night here at um, actually at Social Media Marketing World at the moment. And this business owner was saying that they were trying to hire someone to help with accounting for a CPA. And the person didn't have to be an accountant, CPA, but they did need an accounting background, accounting training. And half of the applicants for the role didn't have any any accounting background, 
one person had been in customer service but didn't share any accounting information on their resume. One person had been in construction, um, and you're it, you know wasting everyone's time if you're not qualified. If you don't meet the minimum qualifications, and minimum qualifications versus you know the huge laundry list. But if they're saying they need an accounting degree, they need an accounting degree. They they're probably not going to budge on that just because you send your application in. You could network around. You could see what you know, if that's really necessary, um, but throwing your application in cold to something like that without the qualifications is likely going to result in trouble. Now, people will say, you know, go ahead and apply if you have 70% of the qualifications. Usually they're talking about the long laundry list of, you know, we want someone who's done that, someone who's done this, someone who's done that. When we're talking about degrees and credentials, probably need to be more in line with what they're asking for or talking to someone to network in, understand what the the real needs are, etc. And when we do that, goes to putting ourselves in that employer's shoes. What are they looking for? Why are they looking for that? And if it doesn't make sense, then we ask and see what the boundaries are. And because we're going to have much better luck doing that than just applying cold without the information that they're asking for, without the experience that they're asking for. Now, the other thing that Latasha talked about was separating your person from your path. So when we think about who you are and what you've done, it's also our job to be able to tell those stories in a language that connects with the hiring manager's needs. So if I've been in customer service, but I've also done some accounting work, I have to be able to share that story in the right language in a way that gets away from me looking like a customer service person. And employees are doing more work and they're trying to, you know, see beyond the titles for someone. You can help them out and you can make yourself stand out by doing some of that work for them. And if you're focused and you know what you want to aim for, that work will follow you in every application that you make, and it will make you so much more successful. This also goes for promotion. If you want someone to see your potential instead of your past, we've got to communicate the stories in the language that match what we want to be. It's kind of, you know, dress for the job you want, but in terms of your language and your stories and the way that you talk about yourself, we need to match that up with a job that we want so that we can get seen for the way we want to be seen. Realizing too that people make impressions and they don't often change their impression of you. So if you've been working with someone for a while and it seems like they just don't see you as that next level person, it may be time to move on, move to a different department. Internal moves are, can be easier move to a different department or move to another company. Because if that person who kind of holds the keys to your advancement doesn't see you as that role you want to be, you have an uphill battle to convince them, to show them, to demonstrate it. It's a good idea to try because that will give you the practice you need in telling the right stories in the right language for the future. But I'd honestly say that if you feel like the person that 
should be advocating for you isn't, they're probably not going to suddenly start doing that. No matter what you do, no matter how well you perform, they've put you in a, in a box and it's going to be hard for them to change that opinion. That's just a human condition, unfortunately. So if you're in that position, it's time to start telling your stories to, to that person, but also start telling your stories to other people who may be able to help you make that move to be able to be your advocate, your sponsor, whatever words you want to use for it. The last thing that I'd share is that we need to market what matters. Um, Latasha shared that LinkedIn has created this new thing where you can share your career gap. There's nothing wrong with that, but if your career gap doesn't really have relevance to where you want to go in the future, it still, yes, you can do it on LinkedIn, but it's not going to help your story. We are not a pharmaceutical commercial. We don't need to tell all the things. We are really wanting to communicate what's most important about us to that person that's looking to hire, what's relevant, what's going to demonstrate to them that I can use those skills. And if my career gap does that, great. If I don't have anything else in my career gap to share, then I need to do it because filling that gap helps me. But I don't want to over inflate it or elaborate beyond the basics if it's not relevant to where I'm aiming. So if you've been homeschooling your kids for three years, but homeschooling doesn't really relate to what you want to do now or what you've done in the past, use the space on the page or in your LinkedIn profile. People are only going to read so much. Use the space to talk about what is relevant. You can talk about that homeschooling piece, pull out the pieces that are most relevant, but keep it short so that they can quickly move down to the experience that you have that is more relevant. You can also search out other experiences where you've had relevant relevant skills, relevant abilities to interact with people, and whether that's volunteering or whatever it is, you're looking for those places where you have demonstrated the skills that your employer now wants to see. And whether it's a gap or not, or it's a volunteer or not, it really doesn't matter. And we want to be careful with the language that we use that may dismiss that for the, the reader because it's not only a volunteer experience or just do, doing this. Communicate it, tell the stories that relate, and keep your judgments to yourself, right? No just, no only. We want to tell those stories, tell the relevant parts of the stories, and really make sure that we're not diminishing it because if we diminish it, it's easy for other people to dismiss it as well. So go find those opportunities, get focused on what you really want. What do you want to be known for? Who needs to know you? And then how can you build those connections? Because you need to communicate the, you need to communicate clearly because people are moving fast. People are looking for someone to fill a role, but they're also looking for someone who is committed and interested, not necessarily to that company. They know you're not going to stay there forever, 
but to the type of work or to the industry, there's got to be something that you do to show you're, you're in it, right? That you are part of this world and that you want to be part of that world long term. We are going to be right back here again next week on The Career Confidant with another guest. And I look forward to seeing you then. If you have any questions that you'd like us to cover or topics, you can reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.